Do you know what time it is? It's that time again with Cindy Gern, who has the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. Hello, uh, welcome to our show, the Workforce Show. Uh, today we have an interesting topic, uh, and it's one that I feel very, very strongly about, STEM, and blue-collar STEM, and which means uh, a lot to a lot of people. We're going to have somebody tell us exactly what it means, because he organized a conference in Maryland, November 6th, is it? Yes. Uh, November 6th, the Maryland STEM uh, Conference. And within the conference, there's a blue-collar STEM conference, mm -hmm. which is very, very interesting. So before anything, I will introduce him to you. You're Phil. Yes, thank you, Cynthia. Glad Phil, to be here. Phil, well, I'm glad you're here. And Phil Rokowski yes. uh, is the executive director of this uh, conference. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the conference, first of yes. all? Yes. The Maryland STEM Festival runs from October 31st through November 12th, and it is a collection of events across the state of Maryland to encourage students, but really everyone, to take a greater interest in STEM topics with the hope that they'll use that and encourage them to be a, a career for them. So we've had, or we will have, approximately 600 events throughout the state of Maryland covering a wide range of STEM topics, from health to astronomy to engineering to um, biology. Almost every area of STEM that you can think of will be covered by our conference. I'm sorry, by our festival. And within the festival, we are having a specific event called the Blue Collar STEM Conference on November 6th, which is geared towards jobs that require STEM knowledge and skills, but don't require the traditional four-year college degree that most people assume or have thought is required for these well-paying and rewarding STEM jobs. So what do you mean, first of all, by STEM? STEM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. And as is well publicized in the news, most of the best jobs, most of the best paying jobs are in these fields. And it does cover a wide range of areas, as I mentioned earlier, cybersecurity, engineering, um, health, computer science, agriculture, many fields involve STEM skills and STEM knowledge. So we want to encourage the students of Maryland and anyone that comes to our festival to see STEM for what it is, for its importance, as well as the connection to their lives and hopefully a path to a successful uh, future. So this, this is all encompassing, of course. Uh, so if we can narrow down the definition and, and the perspective that we're getting on this. Uh, first of all, the conference, is, is it for, for, all, for children? Well, actually, it's a two-part event. During the day is a conference which is more for leaders and representatives of what we see as the five stakeholders. And then in the evening, we're having a separate event for high school students where we'll be gathering many, many different 
different companies and organizations and giving students opportunities to see the different type of blue collar STEM jobs that will be and are available for them and that hopefully they will want to pursue. So you have a lot of organizations and associations involved in this yes. who are participating in, in the conference? Yes, a lot will be participating in the conference. Um, the, what we see as the five stakeholders are industry, labor, government, education, and military. And they will be speakers or panels from all five of those areas. And then we will be inviting any representative, any leader, any member of any of those industry to come join this conference and hear the discussions on the this topic from five different perspectives. I forgot to mention we have uh, Dominique Katakora who is uh, our audio producer here and he is also very interested in STEM because his family is uh, uh, his brothers are involved in STEM and, and education and they're in college etc so I asked him to uh, to pipe in if he has any questions he wants to ask you about uh, about this as we go on uh, and I'm since Cindy Gern, Cindy Gern, your host uh, for today's program uh, and the workforce show, and, and we hope you'll uh, tune in and listen to this show on air. So, uh, going back to the question uh, on at hand, which is uh, also interesting, is uh, so you you were talking about the blue collar uh, STEM. You have the five five stakeholders. Mm -hmm. Stakeholder, you're calling them, and in the evening you have the program for students. students. Mm -hmm. So in in the day, in the you know in the day, what what are you expecting to happen? We're expecting to have all of the representatives that are there attending. Again, hear the different perspectives. Um, it's not something that happens in one place. I mean, people in industry generally know what they think of blue collar jobs, what they're doing, what they need, but they may not always understand labor side in it or education side. So the representatives from their different components will be talking about their perspective, what success they're having and what they see that needs to be done in the future to enable us to produce more blue collar workers and to fill these jobs and to ensure the future economy of Maryland and the nation. So, so you know, it seems like it's it's silly. Uh, still, the blue collar is a uh, a turnoff, I think, for a lot of people, isn't it? And how do you address that? Can sure, you? we don't really see that. Um, yes, there's been a couple comments of concern, but overall, most people seem to really like this. Overall, I th most people see blue collar as a term of positive and of endearment. They don't see any sort of negative connotation. And a lot of the people we want to attract in these jobs, they are blue-collar workers and they don't see it as a derogatory term. So to them, it's a badge of honor and they're proud that we use this term and happy that we use this term. And we discussed this at the first meeting and to all of us at the meeting from a wide range of groups, blue-collar really means very hard-working. I mean, that, that is the core of blue collar, and how can you disagree with that concept? I mean, I don't disagree with it at all, but uh, do you think that people who are going into college, a large number of them, uh, sh should be thinking about blue collar jobs? Well, they can. Again, this is one option. 
uh, this is the best option for certain people, but it's not always the option for everyone. I mean, some people going through the traditional four-year degree and going further is the right path for them. We definitely still need lots of engineers and scientists and doctors, but we need a lot of other types of workers. We want to make sure that people are aware of these different roles and these important jobs that are available that need filling. Like, for example, what are some of the jobs that you could have as a blue-collar worker mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily uh, available to a four-year college graduate? Well, for some of the type of blue-collar jobs that we like to refer to or that we talk about is um, machine operators or installators. Um, you need more and more knowledge to operate machines than you used to. They're, they're more technical. Um, a, a prime job that we consider Blue College Gem is coders. You don't have to go to a four-year degree to be a computer programmer or a coder. Um, one of the big inspirations to, Dr. to this festival is comes from the National um, Security Administration Agency who says they can't find enough coders. Right. And so coding is considered a blue-collar job. In the healthcare field, not all nurses need to go to a four-year degree. Some You can become a nurse after two years. There are many technicians and aides, again, that need a two-year training versus four-year training, or they can go to a specialized school. There is just numerous. But do many of these people start off as a blue-collar job and then go on to college? Not necessarily. And again, college is not required for these jobs. Again, many schools have great programs in high school where the students can go right from high school into many of these jobs. Especially in Maryland, we are very proud of and very active with our apprenticeship program. I was so going to ask you about the apprenticeship program. Apprenticeship program is very strong in Maryland, and there is a push across the country to use more of it. Um, there's a lot of apprenticeship in Europe, which is even more common than going to the four-year school. So apprenticeship is one way you can enter these blue-collar jobs. You are hired by a company, and they train you and pay you, and then you eventually take over a full-time job. There's vocational schools. There are the community colleges are a great producer of these blue-collar STEM jobs. Again, these are two-year schools and Community colleges? Are? Yes. Oh, yes. You can go to community college school and get a wide range of certificates and associate degrees and go into a variety, many blue-collar STEM jobs. Again, in coding, um, machine operations, um, healthcare, many things. And a lot of the jobs that people don't think as blue-collar, don't think of as involving STEM that think of as truly blue-collar, even plumbers and carpenters, electricians, they need more and more training and need more and more STEM knowledge and skills to do their jobs properly because times are evolving and the internet... Well, is, there, is there a difference between a, a blue-collar job in all these areas and having some skills that are uh, STEM-related to do your job? The line is less and less because more and more jobs require more and more of the blue collar, of the STEM knowledge and training. Uh -huh. So you can be anything and, and, and have additional training in STEM, but you have to be a blue collar worker. You have to, to say, hey, I like this job and it has all this, the STEM requirements and I don't want a four year degree. Somewhat so. Again, the four-year degree isn't a path for everyone for whatever reasons. For Sometimes it's financial. Sometimes it's just don't want to spend four years in school. Sometimes um, there's nothing that interests them 
for four years. So the four-year degree is one path, but the blue-collar STEM is another path, and it involves a myriad of different options. You know, I, and you, I, you could be a blue-collar worker and get more training and sort of evolve more into the blue-collar STEM job, but... Uh, Again, well, with the options. apprenticeship, uh, I, I'm familiar with the mm -hmm. Germany, Germans' uh, approach to apprenticeships and the American uh, AIGS, the American and German network, has had several programs on STEM. And the thing that gets me uh, is that the uh, educational system is is behind STEM 100% mm -hmm. and uh, behind apprenticeships mm -hmm. 100%. So, so focusing on apprenticeships mm -hmm. for now, what can the schools do to uh, to the high schools and beyond below? Uh, eight, when they start the eighth grade, sometimes. Um, well, you're talking about apprenticeship or the training? Apprenticeships. I'm not sure, possibly, but what the schools can do is work more with the businesses and the governments to connect the students with those programs earlier and to make the students more aware of that program. Yes, in some cases, education systems focus almost exclusively on the four-year college degree and don't spend time recognizing or acknowledging and encouraging the apprenticeship program. But that's becoming less and less. More schools see the need for other types of other paths besides the traditional four-year degree yeah. and apprenticeship being a strong one and love to work with the companies that have these programs and, and the government agencies. Yeah, the uh, government is, and the military especially is big on apprenticeships because you are training and then you're being trained and you mm -hmm. can also get a completed apprenticeship mm -hmm. while you're, you're in training and then you go into private sector mm -hmm. and they're gobbling you up. Yep. Too so uh, that's pretty impressive. I know in Maryland, uh, I've worked with uh, a man named Ray Staden, uh, who has since retired, and he uh, was uh, the military, you know, liaison I think across the state. And we we uh, he and I both talked about mm -hmm. you know the the apprenticeship program in the military and how it really. It gets people to think about careers mm. afterwards, yep. and and uh, we had a job fair, and you know, we're, the 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 amount of the energy behind going to a job fair and going to a job was great as well. So, so um, so, can you tell us a little bit about like what what is a job and what are the jobs that are there that we say coding is one mm -hmm. uh, coding I always thought it had to have a degree you had to be a degree did you think no. that Dominic? Yeah actually I found that uh, pretty interesting um, mm -hmm. that a, a blue color job coding is coding. It is. Um, you don't have to have a four-year college degree to do coding. They provide a lot of education in computer science and computer development and advanced coding, but um, coding is becoming very critical to virtually every job, and most jobs need some knowledge of coding. And again, high schools do a good job of coding. You get a good training from uh, community colleges. There are a lot of um, career training schools, but yes, coding is considered a blue-collar job because it's not necessarily um, as involved as people think. People a lot of times think of um, the old traditional computer programmer where 
Um, the you, binary systems. <laughs> the binary <laughs> systems, and you basically knew how to build a computer to program right. it, and that's not quite the case with the advances and the changes in computer languages. Um, literally anyone can code, and there are coding programs now throughout school. There's all sort, There's many pro coding programs. In the festival, I think we even have a few coding programs for um, preschoolers. So. Um, you're never too long, young to learn coding. Is coding a basic? you think everybody should have coding? Pretty much. It's getting to that point. Um, it's almost as, <laughs> as critical. Wow. Wow. We, I was thinking about uh, career changers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, coding is a key element of so many jobs, and it is becoming a greater part of the educational system. People are seeing how important coding is, and that it doesn't necessarily require um, a super intellect to do it. I mean, there are certain levels of coding, certain areas of coding that, yes, require extensive training. But general coding isn't the case, general programming. I have another question. So what, what would you say to, uh, like, Seniors in high school mm -hmm. that are thinking about what to do next, mm -hmm. going to college or apprenticeships mm -hmm. or community college, what would you say to them about this event? Um, because that's that's surprising. The yeah. coding's a yeah. blue collar job, and nursing you said too, right? Nur nursing, you get nursing certificates after two years. Again, many of these jobs that fall into the blue collar STEM arena don't require a four-year degree, but you can later on or can go on if you, you choose to get more training and be more um, proficient in your career. But again, it's not required. Um, so the kids that come to the evening portion will see many of the different opportunities. And for high school students, explore all the options. Again, for some students, a four-year college is the best option and is the best path. But it's not the only path. Uh, please consider other paths. And think about what you like to do and what you'll enjoy doing. Um, you know, there are even people that go through the traditional path and then decide that something different, more blue-collar STEM is what they would like to do. I've noticed that a lot, you know, with, with college students today. Uh, large numbers of them should be in college, yes. and they've been forced to go to college and by their families, and they're much happier doing jobs that are blue-collar, like blue-collar, blue-collar code. Who have heard of that? What are some other, what are, same, name some other jobs that do. Um, Again, machinists are, are a job I keep coming back to. Installers, um, equipment installers, and people are another common area. Um, EMT are also another field that is considered blue-collar STEM. So. EMT? Yes, emergency medical yeah. technicians, because you don't have to go to a four-year school. You can. There are four-year programs. But I know a number of friends who student, whose children are in EMT programs and they want to work after two years, and... That certainly requires an extensive amount of uh, stem So, but knowledge. manufacturing is, is very big, isn't yes. it? Okay, so in, manu in manufacturing, uh, you're, what is the uh, Maryland uh, uh, Comprehensive Educational, uh, uh, I forget, MCEC, mm -hmm. I think it is? Yeah, I don't know all the um, details about it, so. What? I don't know all the details, but yeah, I, I do know all the He has a career pathing for, for, for uh, for manufacturing mm -hmm. in the different fields. So tell me about, like, manufacturing is one segment of that, mm -hmm. all the people who are interested in that. And, mm -hmm. and manufacturing is very big in, mm -hmm. in Maryland. Yeah, yes, it is. It, it's big. So 
I just uh, attended an event on Friday from the Regional Manufacturing Institute of Maryland where the governor spoke. That's yeah, I was shows, going to go to that and I couldn't go. So. It just shows um, the importance that manufacturing um, holds in Maryland and um, the power it has. Uh, the Department of Commerce has a special segment that focuses on manufacturing and some people don't realize that there is so much that is manufactured in Maryland from is is uh, in STEM is is Maryland going to uh, help pay for an apprenticeship program uh, with the private sector in partnership with the private sector? I'm not sure how it works, but if a if a student enters an apprenticeship program, they get paid from day one. I know, so. but you don't know who pays for it because not that's exactly, a re yeah. that's really a big obstacle, yeah. and who pays? And a lot of employers no, I don't, don't want. I don't have that information. Yeah, don't, a lot of employers don't want to pay for. The student going into an apprenticeship program, they think it's uh, an expensive outlay and no guarantee, but it's not that way at all. I mean, again. No, because you're getting a certain amount of return on benefit right away because they are doing some work initially. And then their skills grow as they go through the program. And generally, if it's a good program, they want to stay with that organization. They don't want to move on. They've, they've gained from that. They've seen the value of it. They've learned. And there's, yes, there's always a risk of training some of them leaving, but for a good program, that's less of a risk than a poorly run program. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about it from the high school perspective. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you, and somewhat from the military, people mm -hmm. getting out of the military mm -hmm. and going to, to STEM, blue collar STEM, is, do you have any insight into what uh, older people who are people who are in the job market now uh, or those who are thinking about re-careering do there are any opportunities for them um the state is developing more but i i don't want to speak on those yeah. programs i'm not as familiar with them as but there is there is opportunities and the state sees the need for retraining and is working more in that area and as the festival grows we want to incorporate more of that we do have uh, we've had and do have um, some uh, events focusing on that. I think this year we have an event on woodworking. And la I know last year we had an event on it for adults, and we had a class on soldering for adults. And we want to have yes. more and more of those type of events because um, we see STEM as cradle to grave. Right, it is. And there are these uh, private sector educational yes. uh, centers uh, that train. You can go in and you can rent space and you can do woodworking and soldering. There are, um, they're usually for, they're often referred to as maker spaces. Maker spaces. Where where an individual can go in and for usually a small fee rent space and then the use of the tools there which mm -hmm. are growing enormously um, there's one in Baltimore called Open Works that will be holding several events as part of the festival where you can go in and use an amazing array of tools to do uh, create uh, things out of metal or wood or plastic there's a, a place in uh, Crystal City Virginia mm -hmm. that does this and plays in Springfield they're all over and they're there and so it's, it suggests that there is this you know even though they may not think of it as stem yeah. there is a great deal of uh, interest on from school yeah. uh, cradle to yeah. grave as you say K to grave to uh, to to become a more knowledgeable about yeah. about stem and these places also have um, reasonably placed priced training classes for individuals who are thinking of making mm -hmm. career changes so you can take a few classes and then gradually make the career shift so oh, these are really that's yeah, a good point these are great places they have 
training on their equipment because they want their facilities to be used. They're not put there as museums. They're put there to improve the economy and to improve individuals' lives and, and create more career jobs. Okay. Uh, before we go any further, uh, can you just give people who are listening the address, or the, uh, the website address? Yes. The w overall website for the festival is www.MarylandStemFestival.org. And Maryland, STEM, and Festival are all spelled out. So. Okay, that's good. Okay, now we're going to touch on a topic we haven't touched okay. on because we're, we're running out of time. So you, if I recall, you were an accountant. Yes. Uh, were you always an accountant? Um, through most of my professional career, I've been an auditor and a little bit into IT and IT security, so yes. And so, so from auditor to, uh, to executive director of this Maryland STEM <laughs> Festival, that's a big leap. So mm -hmm. why and how did you take it? Well, how far back do you want me to go? <laughs> go far as back as you need okay. to go. Um, four, four minutes. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll try and keep this four minutes. Growing up, um, my father, who was not a STEM or science person, he was a librarian, but had an interest in certain areas of STEM. He was a big follower of the space program and a big follower of ecology, and he was a big fan of Jacques Cousteau, so I inherited those interests and, and kept them through my life and considered different career opportunities, but I've always been interested in this. And then my son has been very interested in STEM. and. At, through, as, through his growth, we've done many STEM-oriented things, going to museums, science fair projects, and so forth. And then a couple years ago, we went to the U.S. Science and Engineering Festival in D.C. With Brock, who said yes. that. Yes, yes. And um, he really liked it and was a little disappointed, and his friends didn't come. And I said, well, you know, it is a little bit of a haul. So we did a similar event on a much smaller scale at his school, and that grew and grew. We, we expanded to a countywide event, and then someone mentioned this concept of a regional um, science or STEM festival where you have events all over an area for an extended period of time to give people the maximum ability to attend events. And after this concept was presented to me. I was fortunate to connect with the right people and they agreed that Maryland needed something like this so we've moved we've been moving forward and building upon it and we'll keep building on it till the end of time. Till the end of time. Today today Maryland, tomorrow the world, right? Yes. I'm in some ways our festival is a bit of a regional event because because we are starting to attract people from outside. We know that people from Delaware and Pennsylvania and West Virginia and D.C. and Virginia are coming to our events. Mm -hmm. um, there is a hunger for these events, and a critical component of these events is we try to make each event fun. Mm -hmm. We want them to realize that STEM is something they should enjoy, and it's not something to fear or to avoid. So, so after, after this event coming up, this festival mm -hmm. and this conference, what is your next event? Well, at, we start preparing for next year. It takes a full year to plan the festival. Okay. And in the interim, while I'm planning the festival, we work with different STEM organizations to promote STEM throughout the year, not just during these 13 days, and also to connect organizations to give the citizens of Maryland greater STEM opportunities. Okay, so that's important, isn't it, so people yes. become aware of it. And yes. Now, uh, I, I'm, in concluding, we're running out of time for sure, uh, I think that STEM, uh, STEM, whether it's for a degree, mm -hmm. STEM and cyber, or yeah. et cetera, and, or a 
blue collar job in STEM has uh, has a tremendous uh, need to overcome this fear of people have of it being too intellectually mm -hmm. challenging. It would be only for the top right. students of a school. So mm -hmm. can you? Put this to rest. Can you, or can you, can, or can you? <laughs> I don't know. Can I, I can put it, well, I can help put it to rest with a specific event we're doing. Part of the thing we're trying to do is show students that STEM is part of their everyday life. And on November 10th, we're having a sports and STEM expo where we're bringing in elementary middle school students to show them that they're already doing STEM. When they do sports, they are using everything in STEM and they're just using different terms. So hopefully by showing students here and in other events that they're already using STEM, they'll understand it's an incredibly critical part of their life. Time is up. Okay. okay. I am sorry. We have run out of time. I could go on and hear mm -hmm. this uh, forever and ever. Uh, but I am glad somebody is doing this, uh, this noble work about educating people and it's uh, you've been listening to Phil Rakowski who is the executive director of the, uh, the Maryland STEM Festival and uh, he gave the website address that you can go to and once more it is www.marylandstemfestival.org all spelled out alright thank you very much thank you I enjoyed talking to you and I'm always happy to talk about the festival okay. and, and STEM thank you Thank you for tuning in to The Workforce Show. This interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at CareerCentralOnline.com. Thank you for listening. Until the next time.